Jenny Carlson. I'm Barry Trammell. Welcome to the Jenny and Barry Show. Well, it is Bedlam week, and near as we know, this will be the last time for a long time that the Sooners and Cowboys meet on the gridiron. We'll look at the future of this rivalry as well as the past, but we have got the here and now to talk about as well, Barry, and that means we'll have to talk about what happened last Saturday in Lawrence, what it could mean for next Saturday in Stillwater. But first, we want to say thanks to these sponsors for supporting us here at the Jenny and Barry Show. MidFirst Bank, Laser Light Skin Clinic, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Association. Drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. All right, Barry, let's start with this past weekend. I was there in Lawrence on the field as things were going down there late in the fourth quarter. You, though, were here back in Oklahoma. Did you get a chance to watch the whole game? That weather delay kind of messed up uh, some of your plans for getting to Stillwater, I would imagine. Yeah, I watched the whole game. I watched the whole game and I sat there stunned like everybody else at how the Sooners kept the uh, Jayhawks in it. And uh, through through the lightning delay, through halftime, through everything, and uh, saw it all. Yeah, it was uh, remarkable. Three lead changes in the fourth quarter. Obviously, Oklahoma gets the ball back uh, after a, 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 a Ethan Downs interception. We'll talk about all that and a lot more. But before we get into that and what it can mean looking forward, last bedlam for the gridiron, Barry, that, uh, that we're aware of for a while. How are you feeling about entering the last bedlam week? Well, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, as a football fan, you know, a month ago, this didn't look like much of a game. It looked like the kind of thing, you know, you'd go with your eyes covered. Didn't really, uh, you know, thought it might get out of hand. Didn't think Cowboy fans would be excited. Sooners could just sort of uh, mop up the floor. That's completely flipped. OSU is now a Big 12 title contender. The Sooners uh, have taken some, uh, some body blows. And now it looks like anybody's game. So. Uh, the uh, to me the the whole tone of bedlam has shifted. We were talking final bedlam, oh the humanity, no more rivalry. Now we think about just the stakes of this game. This is in some ways an Arlington elimination game, not mathematically perhaps, but certainly the loser is on the is on the outside looking in, trying to get to the Big Twelve championship game, and it looks like a toss up game. Cowboys have a lot of momentum. So the script has shifted for the Sooners, no doubt about it. Yeah, I have to think the Sooners are feeling a little bit different about this game at this point. Um, You know, coming out of that Texas win, everything seemed rosy and shiny. And uh, obviously, you know, having the, the very close call against UCF, I think a lot of people felt like, well, was that just sort of the anomaly, basically? Well, now it's we've got the evidence that, Maybe the close call we saw against SMU, the close call we saw against Cincinnati, and now that close call against UCF kind of all tiles up to this Kansas loss. And I have to think Sooners are feeling a little bit obviously different about the stakes of this game. And I know for me, though, Barry, I just I feel kind of melancholy this week, feel kind of uh, down, you know, a, a lot of it's rivalries like this. We always look back. We always do you know, history pieces and those sorts of things, but it just feels, feels bad. I just feel, I feel bad. I don't know how you feel personally, but I'm just kind of meh about all of this. Well, that's, 
That's sort of the way I've been feeling for months, right? We've known this is coming. <coughs> However, I sort of got invigorated in the last couple of weeks knowing this game was actually going to have some high stakes. You know, our boss had me write up a, uh, a long dissertation on who killed Bedlam. So I immersed myself in the history and, and the uh, humanity of losing the series. Uh, so I've been, in, I'm, I've been in the middle of all that. But I'm sort of juiced by, this, by the, just the showdown uh, nature. And that this blast one for a while is going to be important. Now, it'll hit me later. Uh, maybe walk into the uh, back to the uh, car with you Saturday night. W what are we doing? What, what what have we just done? What, why did we allow this to to die and to be killed and to go away forever? How long it's going to go away? But for now, I think this week I'm able to enjoy the game, able to enjoy the matchups, able to enjoy the atmosphere. I mean, think about it. This Jacko. What if the Sooners hadn't stumbled the last week or two? What if the Cowboys hadn't risen up? this month what if what if osu was three and five and a 21 point underdog in this game and this was going to be the last bedlam true now, that would be a real disaster to watch this series and this rivalry what it's become particularly in the 21st century go away that would be a bummer we may still get a dog game who knows but just i guess i guess those sensibilities that you're talking about they're real i've got them but I'm able to cast them aside now that we've got a game that looks like it's it's going to mean a lot. Well, that is a good point, and we'll we'll talk some more about that, um, and we'll talk a little bit about the you know as well the Sooners sort of slide into this game. But I do think that having some stakes is going to be great, and we've seen more games, more Bedlam games since uh, Bob Stoops' arrival and then Mike Gundy's arrival uh, at the two schools being mattering for who gets to the Big 12 title game, who wins the Big 12. We've seen more of those games in this series in the last two decades than probably any other rivalry series. I mean, the stakes of this game, of this rivalry, have been as high over the last two decades as anybody. Now, being in this neck of the woods, we see OU and Texas play every year, and it seems like they have an instant classic game, not, if not every year, you know, every other or, you know, two out of three. And I don't know that we have had that many classics in Bedlam, but man, there's been some great games. I hope that this is another one of those great games, close games down to the wire. Don't know who's going to win heading into the fourth quarter. I'd be totally on board with that. And I think this rivalry deserves a game like that. So I don't know what, how do you, you were in Stillwater on, on Saturday night, Barry, and uh, you know, Cowboy fans have got to be reinvigorated by what their team's doing, by what Ollie Gordon's doing. What do you think the Sooners are walking into Saturday night in Stillwater? Well, I think they're, I think they're walking into what they feared um, w when, when this whole script played out, you know, a year or two ago, and knowing this was going to be the finale, I think they thought it would be a, a snake pit of all snake pits. Not just rowdy crowd, not just a close crowd, but an angry crowd, a uh, a bitter crowd, and then the events of September sort of waylaid some of those fears. But now Cowboys are back. They got them a ball team. The fans are fired up. They smell fresh meat. The Sooners are wounded. I mean, I don't think it's going to be real pleasant for the Sooners. I'm not sure it's going to be real pleasant for anybody with a, a gentle heart. 
which I would include myself in. So I'm I'm very pleased that I'm going to be in the sanctuary of the press box. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's meant for uh, for women or children. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a nasty atmosphere in a lot of ways. Uh, depending on how the game goes, will affect that. You know, if the Sooners get out, you know, they can temper some of that. If the Cowboys get out, you know, it could get worse. But I don't know that it's going to be a great. It's it's going to be a wild atmosphere. I don't think it's going to be a great atmosphere in terms of. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of anger and perhaps a lot of jubilation. That's a strange mix. I'd have to think about when we've seen something like that or when, you know, America, I mean, America has seen it. Texas, Texas A&M went away, that kind of thing. Missouri, Kansas basketball had some elements of that. Yeah. But I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be wild and I think it's going to, it's going to be very emotional. That's what it's going to be. Very emotional. You know, I'm interested to see, uh, as far as the atmosphere goes, we'll talk about the, the, the team that uh, the Sooners are taking to Stillwater here in a sec, but I'm curious to see after the way we've seen ticket sales go in Stillwater, you know, ever since before the season, we've heard about how many tickets they've sold, games sold out, season tickets sold out. But with the way the season started, I wonder how many, maybe these were secondary market purchases, but I wonder how many Sooner fans went ahead and bought tickets for this game. I don't know what the split's going to be. I don't know what the, I, I know it's going to be way more Cowboy fans than Sooner fans. So I'm not, not here to suggest that, but I think it's going to be an interesting atmosphere when you get the mix of maybe Sooner fans who bought those tickets when it looked like the Cowboys were going to be limping into this game, you know, really, really struggling. So I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a fascinating atmosphere, probably not suitable for work, a lot of things that are going to happen in the stands. But um, I, I, am, I am curious to see what kind of game plays out because, Barry, I'm curious after Saturday and what we saw happen to OU and Lawrence, there were concerns about this team before that loss. But does your list of highest concerns for OU has it changed after Saturday are there things about this team now that worry you even more heading into Bedlam maybe should worry Brent Venables even more I don't know what are the what's the top of the concern list if you're OU right now I think it's stopping the run you know OU even in the darkest days of Oklahoma football going into the 90s Sooners could stop the run pretty well very Mm -hmm. rarely were they carved up by uh by a running game but here in recent weeks, Sooners have not been great against the run. And all of a sudden, you've got Ollie Gordon up in Stillwater running wild. Now the nation's leading rusher. Historic Barry Sanders-like run, uh, stretch here. I mean, I, the Sooners have got to get geared up to stop the run. And um, if they don't, you know, they're probably going home uh, in a bad way, probably with an L. So that's to me, is the key. Can they stop Ollie Gordon? Can they keep him heck, keep him in the 100s? They can keep him under 150. Sooners yeah. probably win. If he gets over 175, Sooners probably lose. So to me, that's where the game might be won and lost, is Ollie Gordon against that Oklahoma defensive um, run, uh, run game. And Sooners have not been good at it. We don't know Danny Stutzman's status. So defensive leader, emotional leader for the Sooners. Clearly. Uh, a difference-making player got hurt up in in Lawrence. He he needs to play. I thought Kip Lewis played pretty well in 
in place of Stutzman, but he's not Stutzman yet. So to me, that's the key right there. Can you know? Can the Sooners slow down Ollie Gordon? Nobody else has hit in uh, in Big Twelve play. Yeah, for sure. I think. I mean, to me, I agree. I think that that run game. What Oklahoma does against Oklahoma State's run game has got to be at the top of the concerns list. Um, you know, I think on the other side of the ball, what does Oklahoma's run game look like? Tywee Walker um, comes in, starts to save the day again. Why he didn't get the start, why he hasn't been started, I have no idea. He goes for a career-high 146 before he tweaks an ankle. He talked to the media after the game, so I think he'll be available um, we didn't see Marcus Major in Lawrence at all. Um, so I, you have to think a week to heal, get healthy. Maybe they've got more of those guys. But can they get the run game going? Because Oklahoma State, for their issues on defense, which have been various over the course of the season, I think they've been a pretty good run-stopping team consistently. They are able to get guys on the ground and, uh, you know, maybe not stop them entirely but also limit and force teams to throw. Um, so can, can Oklahoma get some run game going? I, I agree that stopping Oklahoma State's run has got to be concern number one, uh, especially if Stutzman is unavailable for this Bedlam game, which would be a, a, an unfortunate, a huge unfortunate turn of events for Oklahoma. But not being able to run the ball themselves is going to be, you know, if that's the case, that's going to be critical because, you know, we, we saw – that, uh, you know, when they can't run the ball early, they spot Kansas, a 14-point lead. Obviously, the pick six was not great, was part of it. Um, and then, obviously, late, had a chance to ice away that game, only get three yards on three straight runs, have to punt, give Kansas the ball. We know how that worked out. But um, Oklahoma doesn't go into this game, obviously, Barry, with no advantages. What do you feel like on sort of the flip side? What are the biggest advantages they have against Oklahoma State? What do they take to Stillwater that, Maybe they could exploit the Cowboys with. Well, what I think, what I think the Sooners have to do is they have to uh, they have to attack this Cowboys secondary. And you know, Mike Gundy's team's playing a bunch of freshmen in the secondary. We've seen Kansas, we've seen West Virginia um, really uh, unload some some deep balls. Uh, the the vertical passing game has really hurt Oklahoma State. Then Saturday, Cincinnati, not very good in the air. Really didn't even tempt it. So uh, OSU wins easy. Dylan Gabriel's got to get that deep ball game going. Didn't use it much at all against Kansas. And you, it, it, uh, it showed. Uh, Oklahoma's playing with Andrell, without Andrell Anthony. Two straight games. Uh, they miss his deep threat. But they've got to they get that going. They've got to try to to uh, complete the deep ball, make that OSU secondary, make some mistakes. To me, that's where OU has the big advantage. If they can hit a couple of home runs, they got a chance to win. You know, OSU in consecutive games gave up seven touchdown passes of 30 to 49 yards in length. None of them were little slip screens where somebody broke it and, and went to the house. They were all downfield throws. This Oklahoma State defense, will give up the big play in the secondary if you're capable of getting the ball out there, getting a receiver downfield, uh, and getting the ball to him. So that's, that's the key to me. Can Gabriel hit the home run against the Cowboys? 
And we didn't see him throw a ton of that at Kansas. I mean, obviously on that last possession, he hits a long one to Brennan Thompson, but really other than that, they didn't, they didn't attempt much deep, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, you know, I know that uh, it was rainy. I know it was cold, all of that. I know that the conditions were not great for the deep passing game, not saying that they should have had a, you know, a diet that was only deep passing game, but to not throw it, you know, really at all, I'd have to go back and double check my notes, but, um, you know, they just really didn't go to that very much at all. I'm sure it was some of what they thought the defense was allowing, but they've got a quarterback who can throw it. And I think they need to exploit that. I'm curious to see too, you know, what, what can Oklahoma's defensive front do to Alan Bowman? Um, we see that he's a little skittish in the pocket, Barry. I think he, I think he gets, um, I think he gets worried about pressure a little bit earlier than maybe he needs to. And maybe that's a product of he's not very mobile. And so he knows if he waits too long, he's, he's done for, he's either sacked or, or going to have to make a, a, you know, a, a, a frantic play. So maybe that's a situation of he understands his limitations, but you know, can Oklahoma state, can Oklahoma get some pressure on Oklahoma state? Can they, can they affect the quarterback? Can they hurry him? Can they sack him? Um, you know, what does that then do to pressure on the run game? I think that that, to me, if you're looking at the defensive side of the ball, that's where Oklahoma has to figure out how can they affect Alan Bowman. He wants to get the ball. He's at his best when he gets the ball out of his hands quickly. So if they can get to him and keep him from doing that, I think that's going to be a really important step for Oklahoma's yeah. defense. I mean, uh, one thing about Bowman, he said something Saturday night that I thought was interesting. Um, we were we were talking about his play at quarterback, and he said, "You know what? I, my percentage is not very good, which I, I think it's like fifty seven percent completion, which is not great for twenty first century football." But he said, "I've been throwing the ball away a lot, want, not wanting to take sacks." He's done a very good job of just dumping the ball and getting rid of it. And I think he's been sacked twice in Big Twelve play, so that is key. If the Sooners can get to Bowman, um, and whether whether you uh, sack him or not, but make him throw the ball away, which could create some long yardage situations. That's a huge element in this game. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, you mentioned this earlier, Barry. Just the stakes that are in this game. I mean, obviously, we know the history. Those stakes to you know to uh, to win the final bedlam, at least as it stands right now, is a huge, huge stake in this game for the teams. But they're tied for first, Barry. They're tied. They're in a logjam tie for first in the Big 12. So we know the winner has got a great shot at Arlington at the Big 12 title game. <laughs> Set up the stakes here for us, because if that's what the winner has, the loser can't like what the outcome of this game might look like. I think the winner's going to Arlington. I really do, and here's why. Um, I you got the five teams tied at four and one in the conference. I looked up their remaining schedule. Oklahoma State has the easiest schedule remaining. OU has the second easiest schedule remaining. Whoever wins this game is going to be the leader of the pack in trying to get to Arlington. By Saturday night, we're going to have either a two-way tie or three-way tie for first place because we got Texas-Kansas State are playing in Austin. The winner will be 5-1. and one. The Bedlam winner will be 5-1. and one. And then if Iowa State can win on Saturday, uh, the Cyclones will be 5-1. and one. So um, you're down to three teams, uh, two or three teams at a, at a tie situation. 
And one of those, the Bedlam winner, is going to have a decided edge in the schedule. So, you know, we thought Oklahoma, after beating Texas, Sooners seemed an automatic for Arlington. Not anymore, but OSU can get there, uh, which we didn't think they had any chance at all. So, yeah. you know, the Big 12 is just wild fun. This uh, this idea of a four-way tie, uh, I'm sorry, a five-way tie, and it's only a five-way tie because West Virginia gave up the Hail Mary to Houston or we would have a six-way tie. Oof. But the teams with the easiest road are OU and OSU. And the Sooners, you know, they've got, uh, after, after this game, they uh, host West Virginia, they go to Brigham Young, and they host TCU. Yep. That's three they can win. And I think... Uh, if, if Oklahoma wins this game, they will be in Arlington, perhaps against Texas, who knows, but let's sort of get where they, where they want to be. If they can win Bedlam, this is the key game. It's because of the stakes, because of the history, because of the way the Cowboys are charging, because the game's in Stillwater, this is the major hurdle. Win this game, Sooners are sort of back on track. I'm glad we've got such a high stakes Bedlam, frankly, as we said earlier, to have a game that might determine and probably will determine uh, at least one of the teams in the Big 12 title game feels right for what the recent history of this rivalry has become. So the fact that the winner is likely to go go to Arlington, I agree. I think that that's absolutely the truth. So I love that that's part of what we're talking about heading into this final bedlam, which brings us to the most important question I've got for you, Barry. Who you got winning on Saturday? You know, Jacko, here's what I'm going to say. I've got, uh, I go back to 2002. OSU opened the season in Shreveport, Louisiana against Louisiana Tech. They were coming off the big bedlam win of a year of the year before. OSU loses to Louisiana Tech, give up 19, uh, a 19 point uh, fourth quarter uh, lead. Get upset. Looks like the season's a bust. But they got better. They improved. They ended up having a pretty good team at the end of the year. They go into Bedlam. Sooners had a really good team. But on the road, OU was a little shaky. OSU had been playing great at home. Cowboys beat them. I think I'm going to pick OSU to win this game. I just think they're playing better. And they're playing at home. The crowd's going to be an enormous advantage. I think OSU wins this game. I'm going OSU as well. Did you have a final score, Barry? Have you picked the I've final score yet? I've not come up with one yet. I'll, okay. uh, I think it might be a little lower scoring than what we, what we typically think. All right. Well, I'm going in the 30s, and I think it's going to be a great game. I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm For a lot of the reasons you said, I just like the momentum of OSU right now. I think it could go either way. Honestly, this is one of those games, we talked about it before OU played Texas, where it felt like just about anything could happen. Maybe not OU losing 49 to zero. Maybe that wasn't going to happen again, but everything else was seemed possible. And I sort of look at Bedlam the same way, but I'll go Cowboys 34 31. Maybe that's higher scoring than it will be, but I do think just the momentum in Stillwater. I'm going with the Cowboys 34 to 31. Hey, that's all the time we have got this week. Lots of Bedlam left to talk about, though, as the week goes on at selloutcrowd.com. Remember, Bedlam, 2.30 p.m. Saturday in Stillwater, and we'll have all sorts of OU content as we head towards that game. We're also, Barry and I are at barrytrammell.com and jenny-carlson.com. And if by chance this happens to be your first time hearing or watching us, be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, 
please leave a review. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.